And our friends out in Germany, of course, DW, Deutsche Welle, we just call them DW, and Isaac Mugabe, the editor, English for Africa at Deutsche Welle, is also a dad. That's, of course, his uh, other full-time job. Great to have you on the show again, Isaac. Oh, thank you, Kino. Thank you for having me. How is Cape Town? Born is 13 degrees. It's sunny and it is beautiful. No. I can't say that. It's about 18 degrees, overcast, a bit of a drizzle this morning, which is a precursor of I, what I think is to come or So as we sort of head into winter. So we've got 22 degrees maximum today, I think, and it will probably be like that for the rest of the week. Oh, wow. Now I'll show you when you eventually can get on a plane and visit, right? So. Absolutely. You have to take me around. <laughs> I don't mind the drizzle as long as, you know, the temperature is a little bit high. Oh, it's no. okay with me. <laughs> this, is not like, this is not like London where there's sunshine and it's four degrees Celsius our time. It's a balmy day in the exactly. UK. No, no, absolutely not. Anyway, the, yeah. the, the European Union presented a new strategy this week. And this is to persuade reluctant home countries, right, to take back asylum seekers, um, which the bloc obviously rejected. Now, the strategy includes counseling for migrants who arrive without authorization, as well as extolling the benefits of returning home. And the EU also wants to help migrants reintegrate once they arrive back in their homeland. Now, how is the EU likely to, to succeed with this strategy, um, you know, where the bloc has shamefully failed in previous years to address the issue of migration? Well, you know, I mean, on paper, it looks really pretty good, just like, you know, you mentioned it. But at this stage, it is difficult to tell how this is going to end, because it's not the first time that they come up with such colorful policies that actually miserably end up, you know, as failures. We know it's not a secret that the EU did not do particularly well on returning, you know, migrants. And of course, we know there have been shortcomings since 2015 when Europe saw an influx of Syrian refugees. You remember, you know, we had discussion about this. And Largely, the 27 countries mm-hmm. also that make up the EU bloc have never in reality spoken the same language when it comes to migration issues. Some countries like Italy, for instance, already say our proximity to Africa makes us, you know, losers in the whole deal. And then this month we have like Denmark that said it doesn't want any asylum seeker or migrant in their country. And then we have countries like Germany. Remember Chancellor Angela Merkel, who opened the yeah. gates, he said, we can manage this if we work together. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's a, 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 an unwritten rule that the EU has to be divided on so many issues. So for me, every time I see such, such kind of policies, I'm like, well, as a positive thinker, I welcome it. But <laughs> is it feasible? Yeah. Because there yeah. must be divisions in one way or another. Exactly. So, fingers crossed, maybe this time to work out because of, you know, the incentives they have for the migrants. But look, let's wait and see whether this time round they will speak the same language given the prevailing circumstances. Indeed. But, I mean, the other big question here is um, this new EU strategy on, on migration. Mm. Where does it leave the genuine asylum seekers and other migrants searching for greener pastures, though? Uh, to me, in a nutshell, it leaves them in a precarious situation. First of mm. all, we have asylum seekers who really, really deserve protection. And at the moment, I can tell you, Kino, 
without fear of contradiction that this time round, asylum decision-making countries in Europe is kind of lottery. It's like mm. bingo, you know, because you never know who, who who will be allowed to stay or not to stay. We have situations here in Germany, for instance, where Christians from Afghanistan, mm. from Iran, are fearful mm. of mm. being devoted and they have barricaded themselves in churches. And the pastors and priests, they tell of the police or the agencies in charge of deportation mm. that you are not going to enter our premises because these guys risk being, you know, killed or even imprisoned once they once they return home. Mm. So mm. it's kind of, you know, a precarious situation. And of course, we have those who want who are searching, you know, for greener pastures. Now, look. In South Africa itself, you live there, right? Yes. You have similar situation of migrants and asylum seekers from different countries. Yeah. And you, the, the problems that South Africa, South Africa itself goes through are not so different from what actually Europe itself goes through. Yes. Only that maybe where they differ is that some Africans here, they're like, look, Europe, you created problems to our countries by supporting dictators, by supporting, you know, strong men in Africa. And then Correct. you're sending us back to those very men that you're protecting. Exactly. Oh, exactly. It's really, really yeah. <laughs> terrible. Yeah, but the EU, I don't know. Um, <laughs> you know, the more we talk about the EU, the more Boris Johnson is starting to make sense when it comes to leave, uh, coming to leave it. <laughs> Brexit. <laughs> oh, my word, Isaac. I have no clue what to say. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. Um, it's just ridiculous, you know. Yeah, I mean, those uh, asylum seekers on the ground, of course, as you say, barricading themselves. Um, mm. A lot of people not wanting to be deported. I, I don't know. I mean, surely the sensible thing would be to say, listen, are you a genuine asylum seeker? If you are mm. a genuine asylum seeker, then, you know, we'll put you through the process at the end of the day to give you, to, to, to get you what yes. you want. Um, but I don't know. I really have, have, I don't know what to say about that. But as it generally speaking, how things mm. in Germany as we speak? I mean, we haven't spoken about the coronavirus and all the rest of it. And I think a lot of people are very happy with that. But we also looking at India, right? And what's happening there. And it's crazy oh, stuff. Oh, 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 oh. Absolutely crazy, crazy stuff what's happening yeah. there. So, um, well, 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 have you guys picked up this particular variant at all? Oh, God forbid, hopefully it doesn't come. I mean, <laughs> German was mulling, you know, ideas of saying, well, we are going to make sure that, you know, flights of people coming from India or those going there are kind of, you know, checked or limited or even, you know, barred, you know, mm. from coming or whatever, you know, in a bid not to allow the variant coming. Because, I mean, now they're trying to drive the cam vaccination campaign like we talked about previously a few weeks ago here yeah and they don't want to step or to fall in the same trap of not doing things the way mm. the population wants them to so now they're like we don't want to mess around we have to close the borders mm. for for anyone coming from india and by the week you know mm. now that even the chancellor has the powers of in of you know imposing a curfew on anywhere that you know the virus you know is is, is up so I can tell, like in Cologne, the biggest city around here, Northern Westphalia, they have a curfew that starts at nine. So they don't want to, make, to mess up around with any variant that may come in. Anyway, you know, they take long to decide because they have to make a meeting to decide what will happen in the next meeting and hold a meeting 
to talk about the next meeting. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, it just sounds like corporate. <laughs> it just sounds like corporate. Oh, my word. Have a meeting about a meeting to discuss which subcommittee is going to actually have the meeting to discuss the exactly. meeting that will hopefully deliver a result as to when the real meeting is going to take place. No, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, Isaac, it is our last time together. I shall be moving on to other things, media-wise as well. But um, it has been an absolute pleasure. And I'll stay in touch with you, by the way. Oh. Got, got your details. No, 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 no. We, we all – listen, I'm 46. Eh? Got to do other things. Um, but, oh, wow. <laughs> but we'll stay it's in sad, touch. Sad, but anyway, I'm so happy for you, man, Kino. I'm so happy. No, no. It's my pleasure, you know, and I always cherish these moments that, you know, we, you hosted me on your show. Always a pleasure, Isaac. We'll stay in touch. I promise you to take you around South Africa when you're here. Or Cape Town, the Western Cape. I'll do that. Don't you worry. So we'll definitely. Oh, thank you. And I'll pay back when you come to Germany. We go watch. Bundesliga. And October 1st, we share a cold Ooh, glass of yes. beer together. I like that. Maybe two. <laughs> those are big, <laughs> those are big yeah. glasses, by the way. But yeah, definitely. Yeah, Isaac Mugabe, yeah. thank you very much for your time. Um, that is Isaac Mugabe at DW. It is 10.28. You are listening to today on 567 Medium Wave Cape Talk. I am Kino Cummings and I'm with you all the way through until midday.